If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to part two of our sit down with the one, the only Bo Deedle. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. We're going to share a few clips right now, like a few little mini clips of the highlights of part one. We talk all about Louie and Joe and Andy. All of your RHONJ questions are well, mostly answered because we have a part two. So check out these clips and then we are diving into part two of our chat. The one and only Bo Deedle. That is what you do for a living. People have been putting your name in their mouth for quite a long time, as we see. Where were you when you first heard about Louis Rellis? Oh, I, know. I had gone out to dinner, and then I remember I got invited uh, with Margot to uh, uh, Margot was the, the gay gal I was engaged to, and we got invited to a housewarming. Little I know there were fifteen cameras over there. I walk in, I said, I, I didn't know this was they were filming. So we were there, and then I, I like uh, I like Louis and Teresa, and I and uh, we'll be took a lie we've been out to dinners many times and uh you know i really i really like them then i was in avril with my friend burke capone and a couple a couple of my guys and next thing is like who's sitting next to me is uh, melissa and some gal and then next thing is she goes oh that's the guys following me doing all events i said melissa let me tell you something. I'm telling you right to your face. That's not true. So if you want to live with this ghost of, uh, of Saint, uh, whatever the hell it's called, you do that. I said, where's your husband? Oh, he's having dinner nearby. I said, tell him to come over here. He sits down with me. And I said, let me, let me tell you one time. Okay. I never ever was hired by Louis. I've never done any background on you, Joe. If you can't accept it, tough. Uh, can I curse? Yeah. Tough shit. And that was the end of it. That was the last time I spoke to him. Then it went back and forth. I got pissed off at him and I went at him I when saw. he says, I don't believe you. I said, now you don't call me a liar. Cause if you call me a liar, you know what I'm going to do? I'll investigate you on my own, my own dime and I'll find all your dirt. So let's not have a little battle here cause you're going to lose. The reason Louis put your name in his mouth is a scare tactic. Like, listen, I, I, I would be scared if someone hired you to come after me. Well, you know, we have very good results. I mean, the results that we get, uh, some of the results aren't, aren't, aren't positive. And I tell people when they hire me, I'm not guaranteeing anything. And we're not going to do anything that is illegal. Oh, why don't you just put a tap on the phone? I said, that's a felony, what you just said to me. I said, do me a favor. I don't want you to get locked up or me to get locked up. Those are just a few of the highlights of our chat from part one with Bo Deedle. So check that out. This part two would make such more sense if you listen to that part first. And now part two of our chat with Mr. Bo Deedle. 
then you wouldn't have time to do all this other stuff. But then they would have dug up. You know what they would have dug up? They would have dug. I did Imus in the morning 38 years. They would have dug up things that I said from 30 years ago, 35 years ago. People don't understand. Stuff that we said and stuff that was acceptable has changed. And I have changed. And I understand it. But this is what people don't understand. If you look deep enough on anybody, and, you know, now you're coming out. Oh, uh, one of the famous news reporters did something. Oh, my friend Les. Moonbeam, Les Moonfest. I like Les. All of a sudden, they brought up about something 1985 and all this crap. You know what? If we're going to look back on, on history, what we got to do is look ahead. And certainly now they want reparations. I didn't own any slaves. I don't. I, right now, we have the, the, the ground floor is equal. If I think it's even a hedge for black and Hispanics because they have more opportunities. Right now, we should be taking every opportunity and work hard. Now we have 100,000 people in the country. Why didn't we take Take care of the 50,000 homeless, including veterans. We couldn't find a place for them to stay, but we just found 100,000 beds and we're giving them free stuff. I hear there's orders from what's those places you call for food? Uh, that they deliver like Grubhub and that's yeah they're, they're delivering food to the Roosevelt Hotel and, all, and we had homeless people huh. and a lot of veterans. I mean, I'm an American. My mother's born in Italian Sicily. My father's from I'm a first. I don't recognize me being Italian. Although I love my Italian food, and I love I love being Italian. But you know what I recognize? I'm an American, and yeah. this this is the greatest country in the world where everyone has equal opportunity. Did we have bad things that happened prior? And the Emancipation Proclamation was January 1st when Abraham Lincoln read it. And then they pop over Juneteenth Day. That's no day. The real date was January 1st when the Emancipation Proclamation came. And that's when it should be celebrated. And next thing is they'll change it to George Floyd with this criminal. Again, he should never died. But they highlight this guy who has a terrible criminal record and fentanyl. Fentanyl. And I talk about the guns. I talk about the fentanyl. I talk about this border. We don't know. And we will have another terrorist attack in New York City in the very near future. And you could take this and you can roll it on your show. I will guarantee it. Not telling you maybe. I'll guarantee it. And our biggest, biggest threat is China. I went to Beijing. They have a 40-year plan. I think they're almost there to take over the world. They could take us out with their Astad satellites, their killer satellites, can knock our GPS out. Try to fly, fly an F-35 with no GPS. Try to use your, your military equipment. They are so much far advanced in space. They have over 700 satellites up there. Some of them are killer satellites. People don't know this. I have friends in the CIA. That's I have scary. friends in the Defense Department. I'm scared shit for my grandchildren and you and your family and everyone else, I am really concerned about China. And then this Lachlan had the balls to say to in one of his articles that I had something to do with China. I hate those people. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. I don't even want to buy Chinese food. So. And well, I mean, and you think we're going to have another terrorist attack in New yeah. York? Yeah, really? you know why? Because what's happening with our border, we have no semblance of who's coming through. It's just like, come on in, and you know, they're yeah. good people, hardworking people. Yes, very good people that want the opportunities that your families and my families have. But then there are people we don't even know who they are, and there's a lot of Chinese coming through. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of spies in this country, and we should be clamping down. But no, we're worrying about. 
about, I mean, look, I don't want to get political, but when you have a president okay. and you listen to Fetterman, or Fetterman the other day trying to talk about that collapse with Biden, I mean, please, please, in this great country, we don't have someone from the Republican Party, from the Dem- new Republican Democrat. We don't have someone with a brain that is, is, is a business person that can, of course, to being a president is a business. Yeah. You have to know business. And that's what I'm for. I want someone who's very rich that is not going to be a thief, someone who doesn't need the money that is going to run this country because one reason, because they love this country and they're American first and everything else second. And I like this Scott guy, this this black senator from the Carolina. You know why? First of all, I'd like a black Republican president. We had a black Democratic president. I'd like that, just to take that out of play. Then he's a very smart man, and he loves this country. I don't care what his politics. Loving the country, to me, is the most important thing. As far as with this green stuff, we've got to do it over 30, 40 years. I believe in it. I want my grandchildren to have clean air, too. But no one's saying a word about India, about China, about them polluting our, our, our ozone one, anything. You can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden, where's the electrical power going to come? Now you want to shut my gas stove off. Where's the electrical power going to come? You don't have the infrastructure. You fools, you want to walk around. Oh, I want clean air. Let's do it in a sensible way over a period of time and let's in- initiate it in the sensible time. Don't say, I'm going to flick the switch because you know you're going to flick the switch. You're not even going to be able to put the plug. You know where you're going to put the plug? Put it up your ass because there's not going to be no electricity. We have a lot of problems here in this country, don't yeah. we? And uh, the worst problem too is, is look at with the inflation. My God, regular people can't eat. They can't pay their rent. This is what I worry about. And we don't just care. We just keep giving the money out. You have to be smart. You want to give, give, give. You have to be responsible. Otherwise, it's all going to collapse. And China won't have to fire one bullet economically and with the, what they have That's with their scary. satellites. And they're going to Taiwan. This other guy, Blinken, this jerk. He was just over there blinking. And he tells Z, oh, we're not for the independence of Taiwan. Well, Blinken, you know what you just did? You just opened the, uh, what's this called, the show? Behind the Velvet Rope. Well, you show. just opened up the Velvet Rope for China to go right into Taiwan when you make a fool comment like that. This Blinken is a fool to make a comment. All you're telling them is, uh, we're not going to do nothing because we don't believe in their independence. That was the jerkiest thing I ever heard anybody say. This is what Mr. Biden has around him. And then uh, I, Alejandre, whatever his name is, that other fool with the border. Oh, my God. I just can't. And then the other guy, the other guy there that just this had a kid. This is why you should have run. Yeah, and the other guy with the kid, a uh, nice guy with that little, he was a mayor of a small town that had a bunch of about $32. Now he's running transportation. The fool doesn't have any clue. The, the people around you are the people that reflect you. That's true. That is true. See, now- Now, don't you have any questions for me, David? I've been doing all the talking here. Well, I mean, I wish every guest would just do all the talking. Um, No, I mean, you know, I had some questions. Well, you know what I actually did want to ask you, not to bring it back to Bravo, but what about, you know, because you texted Andy Cohn. Yeah. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, 
I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority. And I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I need to tell you guys about my latest obsession and it's called Quince. I just got a cashmere v-neck sweater in like this gorgeous blue and matching cashmere joggers for $150. Cashmere. This outfit looks like it's over a thousand. But that's the thing about Quince. They offer elevated basics. It's kind of like quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. They have men's, women's, home goods, babies, kids. For women, they have items like 100% European linen for under $50. They have silk skirts. Italian leather bags, and 14 karat gold jewelry that starts at just $30. They provide items that look so expensive, like my gorgeous blue cashmere sweatsuit at very affordable prices. Their prices are actually 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's a really brilliant idea. They cut out the middleman and partner with top factories to pass the savings on to you. They also have home goods. I love their sheets. They have wall art. It really is a one-stop shop. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash velvet rope to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash velvet rope for free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash velvet rope. Now that I'm in LA part-time, everyone's telling me I should try hiking Runyon Canyon. I'm such not an outdoor hiking person. I'm more of a gym person, but you know, I figured I'd give it a try. So I finally set aside the morning before I started work and it was a little bit cloudy in the sky, but today was the day that I was going to hike Runyon Canyon. And then halfway in the middle, it started raining and then it started pouring. But guess what? I made it to the top of Runyon Canyon. And in part, I have to say that's because I was wearing Vessi shoes. And why did Vessi shoes help me get to the top in a torrential downpour? Because they're 100% waterproof. How many times are you out and running around or doing something active and it starts to pour and then you get home and your shoes are soaking wet? Imagine your favorite sneaker styles, now 100% waterproof. They have high tops, slip-ons, and your classic sneaker, all waterproof. They're comfortable and they're so stylish. Do you think I would wear something that wasn't stylish? Come on. And now I could say I've hiked Runyon Canyon. Thank you, Vessi. Head to Vessi.com slash velvet and get yourself a pair today. That's Vessi.com and get shoes for your best summer yet. And you told him the same thing you told me and everyone else. And he didn't believe me. And then I said to Mandy, I'll go on your your after dark, behind the curtains, up the curtains. I don't care what you got, Andy. Throw me on your show. I'll I'll go and I'll do a show with you. I don't care. I tell the truth. And I think I I have enough of entertainment value. I have a good Q rating. What the hell's Q rating? I I did the Arby's commercial. I did the Arby's commercials for two years, eight uh, twelve days of shooting. $400,000 $400,000 a year, they paid me for 12 days of shooting. They could use the commercial. They went up 10%. That's when I was, that's when I was going all over the country doing Arby's commercials. And you want to know something? The Q rating came up. 
God knows all the movies I've been in, and I'm sure you looked at my, what's that, IMDB? IMDB, Wikipedia. IMDBDB, whatever the hell it's called. I got a lot of stuff in my in my uh, criteria here, you know? So, you know, Bo mm-hmm. Deedle is just, a, a, I'm a happy guy. I'm very depressed about the things I talked about, to be very honest we with have you. I fear, I fear for the crime of the city, the mentally ill. And I mean, we get a, when we get a legislature like the assembly and when they want to defund and the Senate, when they want, and a city council of morons. Remember the Star Wars scenes at the bar? That's what the city council looks like. Morons. Now, basically, when you want to defund the police and when you want to take away any of their tools and you want to take away their pensions, I had Bill Bratton on my podcast. My podcast called Bo Deedle's True Crime Stories. Yeah. Bill Bratton, very, very smart man. He says, ever since that George Floyd thing happened, it deteriorated the policing across this country like never before. The respect factor was gone from that, and it was all political particularized by the news media just jumping on board any arrests were made everyone were thrown out these were people committing attempted murders arson beating people up cops and none of them got prosecuted is that giving you a sign i remember my office used to be on penn plaza i was watching them going to macy smash the windows no one's stopping them no one's doing anything is this where our country's going is this where our country and you i hope not i'm i'm scared I'm really, and that's the thing that keeps me awake at night, thinking about China, thinking about the crime, thinking about the economy, thinking about what's running our country right now, where we have no semblance of any kind of com- uh, control. It's like an out of control. That's it. it. We have no control. That I would agree with. Come on, some more questions, David. I like your question. Okay, well, you know, you said you tweet, you texted Andy. He didn't believe you. He used, you offered to go and watch what happens. Yeah. What happened? Did you? I hear? like Andy. I did really. You, you do? I, he's one of the most talented guys. And I got to tell you, I know he watches your stuff. And you can tell him. I think he's one of the most talented guys. Andy, I'll do any show you want. You one-on-one with me, I'll do anything you want. And the reality is he's made some kind of an empire and yeah i i know you know i know yes. very fell the guy from channel seven what's his name the guy does radio does about 15 different things uh what's his name he's up he's come up to rails with me the probably the most powerful entertainment guy does new year's eve what's his ryan seacrest ryan seacrest oh, good Seacrest's. friend of mine i love ryan seacrest he's a good friend a lot of these guys i know for many many years and uh yeah, it's a very, it, it, it's, it's nice to know the power players in the news media, entertainment media, and that, that's it. Well, maybe you'll hear from Andy now that you're giving this shout out to him that you're, no, I, I mean it. Off. I'm not, I'm not trying to stroke him. I'm telling him the truth. He, he really built a great little empire and entertainment value. That's why people turn in. People like this. So who am I to say the Housewives of New Jersey sucked? I'm not saying that. That's not my flavor. That's all I'm saying is, but it's entertainment and a lot of people enjoy it. And I want it to be successful. Every one of them. Every one of them I want to be. Are you, where are you with Louis now? I mean, you were upset. He said this about Oh, I, or- I talked to Louis after this and he was a little, he was a little peeved at me when I did my interview. And I, cause I said, Louis, you can't do this to me. You can't think I'm a, I'm a professional and you brought my professionalism down when you threw my name out. I'm not a hired hooker. You didn't hire me first of all. It ain't your hooker. And I mean, I mean, I, I came down and I got mad at him on the phone and believe me. You don't want Bo being mad at you. And I, I got a little, and I went after Joe too publicly. And it came back to me through someone. And I said, very simple. He keeps doing this. And if he calls me a liar, that pisses me off. 
And then I'll do an investigation for free. And I won't even tell them. And then let the cards fall. Well, you and I are now fast friends. We've been sitting here for a minute. And these people, I mean, would you do an investigation on, you know, Joe Gorga and Melissa for free for me? No. Okay. Well, I mean, I thought I would ask you. I'm not interested. You're You're wondering something. Again, I'm a professional. You are. Listen, I, I've i said this. This is not, nothing to do about you. I've always said, because a lot of these people go on reality TV, Yeah, things come out. Oh, all, they've asked all, me all to do lies. reality TV for Have years. They? I just said, I, or they wanted to do who, who I've had at Rayo's table, like a table at oh, Rayo's with like all these that. famous people. And you want to know something? I wouldn't impose on my guests on my table. I had the most famous. Uh, I, I, I got a story for you, a good one. Warren Buffett. Been up there half a dozen times. That cheap bastard never picked up the check once. Whenever he comes up there, you know, and then he calls me about four years ago. Ah, oh, Mo, how you doing? Uh, good, Warren. And I actually flew out there to Omaha, and I ate some steak in this cafeteria. The steak was like my shoe leather, and I'm eating, I'm chewing, and Warren's going, Mo, is that great steak? Yeah, great steak, Warren. It sucked. All right, now, I get him, and he calls me up. He goes, Mo, how's my favorite Italian restaurant doing? Oh, it's good. He goes, I'd like to come up with Charlie Rose before Charlie got in trouble with two other guys. And I said, good. I said, I got my table. I could put uh, eight people, ten people on it. I said, I got two of my clients coming up there you're welcome to join me and be my guest like you always are silence his secretary calls me and said oh no mr buffett wants your table i said you know what tell mr buffett he doesn't do no business with me and every time i ask him for a charity for cancer children with cancer or any charity that cheap bastard never gave me a penny with all that money I don't care about Warren Buffett. I'd rather have you, David, than Warren Buffett at my table. I'm ready any day you are. Well, I like you. Him, he's a phony baloney. When he doesn't give money to charities, really good charities, this is what he should be doing right now, helping other people. What is, what, what's your favorite dish? Oh, you, you got it. It's a threefold. Okay. You start with the appetizer. Here, real fast. Yes. You got the seafood salad's the best. Baked clay's the best. They do their own peppers with, uh, with mozzarella. And then you have a new one with the calamari with the, uh, cherry peppers, the red sauce. Uh, ooh, that's good. That's, ooh, it's good. And then we jump, we do a macaroni. Maybe we'll do a little of that green shit. What's that called? Pesto. Uh, pesto. And then we'll have one with the sausage and mushrooms with the red sauce. Or the stuffed shells with a bolognese. Then we jump into the main course, so you have to pace yourself. Don't eat too much bread. The bread's the best. Then we jump in the main course. The lemon chicken's really good. Eggplant parmesan's the best in, uh, around. And then we go... Believe it or not, lamb chops. They make great lamb really? chops. Then we do, we could do a veal, uh, veal marcello or a, uh, uh, um, oh, the other one I like, steak pizziola. They make that nice. Then you got to leave room for the spumoni and the dessert, a little coffee. And then when you leave there, you feel like you're pregnant. Yeah, then you just go home and go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, there's nothing that shocked you in your, is there something that just in your business, you mean, you don't have to give confidential, you know, information, but like, what's something that's like shocked you out of someone that's come in, you know, like, to me, it's like a comedy of errors, like I would think, like people are just. You got to remember, you're talking to a man whose head's been there for a lot of years. I've been around for a while. Yeah. I've handled so many Tens of thousands of cases, tens of thousands. I'm not talking hundreds, tens of thousands of cases. And there's so many of them, so many of them where I got really satisfaction out of helping people. To me, that's the most important thing to this day. And I hate 
when people are frightened, when people are in fear. I like, I, I call myself the fear killer because I don't want anyone to live in fear. It's the worst thing in the world, someone to be afraid. And people come to me and they're afraid and I tell them, calm down. I'll help you. And I tell you what, it ain't unusual for me and Mike, uh, Mike Ruggiero to jump in the car, the two of us together. If there's a problem, here's one real fast one. What was her name? Uh, from the, uh, the movie, the, the Chicago beautiful girl that was in once a time, once upon a time in uh, America, uh, Tuesday Weld. Okay. Tuesday Weld was being stalked for years and years. I think she was married to Pinkus Zuckerman, the violin player. Am I am I on right on the right thing? Now, you know? now, now you're out of okay, my comfort zone. Okay, so now zone. she was being threatened. I had met her. Uh, Pincus and her. I get a call from Pincus that this guy who's been who's been stalking her for the last three four years. She was in the in that movie in Chicago. He was stalking her, stalking her for years. She was scared stiffer. I said, "Where is he? He's down on Central Park West. I'm in the middle of my dinner. I drew my fork down. I jumped my car. Wow! I shoot over there. Sure enough, I get I get I get in. I get I see the guy down there. I know. I go get in the car. He gets in the car. I take a bat from the back of my car. I said, let me tell you something right now. If you continue this, you see this bat? This will be off of your friggin' head. Do not come around Tuesday Weld anymore. She's got friends, and I'm her friend. And look at my eyes. Don't forget my eyes, because the next time you see me, this bat will be going over your head. He went away. Never came back. So that was a satisfaction. This is why I'm happy that you're my new friend. Well, I don't like to threaten people, but no. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, she has to live in the fear for her life for all these years. What about her feelings? I mean, people don't understand that. You know, if you got to get tough, you got to get tough. When I took over the carpenters, I had all these, all these organized crime guys call me. They're gonna, I, we know where you live, Bo, and all. So I went up to Rails. I talked to because I out organized crime a lot of guys. For some reason, I have a great rapport with every one of these Italian businessmen for a reason. I do nothing for them. No way can you ever get me involved with it. But I have a respect factor. When I was a detective, I was asked to work in organized crime. I said, how can I work in organized crime? I grew up with John Gotti, Ralphie, Joey Scopo. I says, I know everybody. I used to ride, drive Ralphie Scopo when I was 18 years old, when I was a construction worker, to Fat Tony Salerno, head of the Genovese. Family. So they all knew me. You know what my name was? Boda Cop. And when that nun got raped, you know who called me up? Fat Tony Slaughter. I had to meet him in the, the colonial. He said, what are you doing in this case? I said, Tony, we got nothing to do with it. He goes, you and your Irish partner. That's bullshit. He says, you guys are the best guys we ever had up in home, taking out all the gangs, all the guys killing people. Honey Love. You guys know how much I love Honey Love. Who would have known? I've become an expert in women's shapewear. You know, I sent it to Sarah Fraser and Kim D. Now I'm going to send some to Rachel Yucatel. It's kind of like if you want to be a regular correspondent on the Behind the Velvet Row podcast, I'm kind of going to make it mandatory that you have to wear Honey Love shapewear. But don't take my word for it. You guys have been slipping into my DMs and telling me all about your purchases. You guys seem to love the Superpower Short. The Superpower Short has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between the areas you want to support and those you feel need less compression. They have a signature X and it targets and sculpts your body without squeezing your natural curves. Also, which is unheard of in women's shapewear, you don't have to worry about it rolling down. 
There's flexible boning that's hidden in the inside seams to keep it up. There's also a booty lifter. They also have bras, tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Listen, the struggle is real, ladies. I hear ya, and I am here to help you guys. So listen, treat yourself to the best shape around the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash velvet. Make sure to use that link or you're going to have to pay full price. To get 20% off, go to honeylove.com slash velvet rope. This was told to me by Fat Tony. Now I go to Tommy and I say, Tommy, we're going to get on this case. I asked my captain for three days to work on it and read the first 90 pages of One Tough Cop, the greatest investigation, not because I, I, Tommy and I were involved on our own. They had 200 detectives and we broke this case. We got one in Chicago, one in New York. And I get the chills thinking about how we did this. And uh, it was one of the things that if you want to really listen and I talk about a sixth sense, a feeling like when I look in your eyes, when I talk to people, you can't go to college. You can't get a doctorate or an MBA on it. It's something. And people say, oh, Bill, you're a high school, you're a high school graduate. I wanted to go to college. I want to be a gym teacher. God knows I was a champion on the high bar barrel. The only problem is we had no money. So I want to go to Springfield College. I had to work. Otherwise, I, I had no money. I was 17 when I graduated. I didn't want to be a cop. I took the test as a goof when I was 16 years old, and it all came about. But all I wanted to do was be a gym teacher. I couldn't do it. And I wanted to be more educated than I was. But I tell people, I do have a doctorate. I have a doctorate of the streets. So that's it. That is more important than it's that's, that's a sixth sense, yeah. right? I mean, that to me is more important than all the rest of it. Anything else you want to cover? I mean, thank you. You know, I would just like you to know, I don't know if you know this, but on your Wikipedia page, it now says in 2000, let, let me read you exactly yeah, what it says. I mean, it says a lot of things on yeah. your Wikipedia. First of all, I don't know how Wikipedia <laughs> catches up, but on yeah. your Wikipedia page, in addition to everything you just mentioned, it yeah. says now in 2003, Deedle became known for his alleged arsenal of information on the cast of the Real Housewives of 2003? Jersey. 2023, sorry. It says it on my Wikipedia? It says- Oh, no. So what does it say? I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. It says, in 2023, Deedle became known for his alleged arsenal of information on the cast of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, rivaling only that of cast member Margaret Josephs. So alleged, but you had the alleged. I'm alleged, glad you know, I don't mind alleged. that. I don't mind that alleged because we know I didn't do it. But the point is that that's how popular this this whole thing has become. So I was kind of upset. Then I'm saying to myself, you know, people and and you said it, and that's what made me do the show. You forgot what you said to me when you spoke to me. You said Bo, and I have a story about when I spoke it, to you. Bo. If I was to hire anybody, I'd hire you. That's what made me come here today when you said that. Really. And that wasn't just bullshit. That was a hundred percent like I will be hiring you for something if I ever. Well, need. if so I got I, hired, just, if I got hired by this. Andy Cohen to do backgrounds on all these kids, but which is not unusual if you're no, running, a, you're running a major multi-million dollar show maybe you want to know if the people in your show uh, are uh, you know credible i mean we could get hired if andy wants us to hire us to do backgrounds on all the cast members andy hire us i'll give you a contract your 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 contract but it will be confidential but then again if we find something bad then it will be your right to utilize it the way you do it and here's the most important thing i think you got to take away people that are investing 
people in the real estate business, people in other business, buying businesses, spend the money to do your due diligence on the principals and on the corporations. This is so important. It will save you so much money in the long run. One of the things that come to mind was there was a, uh, a, a hedge fund out of Chicago, very close with President Obama, and they hired us to do a background on a guy that was working in a big, fast food conglomerate, and they were going to invest money into fast food conglomerate. So we did a due diligence on We found out uh, he had some problems with a 12-year-old boy in California years ago. We pulled a court rockman and we told him, this could pop up. This is a bad thing. They didn't do it. Then all of a sudden, somebody else who had a uh, very famous guy hires him for his CEO. He lasted for about three months and then he had a golden parachute for 40. And then I run into him at one of Scaramucci's hedge fund conferences and I used to do the speeches there for uh, AML, Know Your Custom and all that stuff. And I would do speeches every year with the Soul Conference. And I grabbed the guy Multi, multi billion. I says, who does your investigations? Stevie Wonder. I said, this, this guy you hired is your CEO. I said, we, we found him out one for one quick boom. And that's one of the things that we can leave with today. Spend some money if you're investing or if you're looking to buy a company or if you're looking to invest into a company, know who you're dealing with. And that's so, so, so important. And even with the, the last thing that Lachlan put out there about a Chinese company, I mean, it was never a Chinese company. It was an American company. They have so many lies and misquotes in this article. And then all of a sudden, I said to myself, I don't have to defend myself. He said nothing. And he said nothing. And it's just another hit job, which gives me ammunition. Because Lachlan, I'm not finished with you yet. Now, people say, Bo, you're taking on a guy who runs one of the biggest news conglomerates. I really couldn't give a flying crap. And if he has the balls, Lachlan... Meet with me. Talk to me. Have your lawyers there. Have 10 security guards there. Come on, Lachlan. Let me tell you the truth. Maybe you don't want the truth. And on that one, I want to just say to you, Lachlan, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, leave it there. Two quick things. No, I, I was. That's when you were saying that about Andy. First of all, a lot of companies do that. I mean, a lot of huge yeah. networks do yeah. that. But I always said this. I mean, we could leave it on this if you want. You can bring something else up. But I swear to God, I've always said this. If I were chosen to be on reality TV, I know I don't have any secrets in my past, but like you said, now they bring out things from 10 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago, whatever you said, right? It was a different yeah. time in the world for different yeah. people. I would hire you, and I've said this before, if I was given a contract to be on The Real Housewives, 10 years from now, you're, someone's going to say, he said this in 1981. Yeah. I would hire you, and I would say, I'd like you to investigate yeah, but me. The, and the, the point is, does that, if someone said something 30, no, 35 years fine. ago, does that really, no, it's not fine. It's not fine. I mean, it's even in the entertainment be, business, people are being banned. And now, when, when I've, last thing I heard, and I love the entertainment business. I love the entertainment business. When they come out with this nonsense about, in order for you to uh, to be uh, nominated for an Academy Award now, you must have a black star and have at least three co-stars that are black. That is horrible. Horrible. Why? What, what reason? How about the best actors? How about the best directors? How about that? Is, is that completely off the board that we have to do certain things for certain reasons? No. Why don't we just have the best? I recently sat down with Jacqueline Bissett, you know, the legendary actress. Oh, I think she's actress. so beautiful. She's How about so that other pretty. English one? You know that other English one? Who? Oh, that she's so pretty. She was married to that uh, weirdo there, the one that uh, the English guy. 
What's her name? English in English. Really pretty. She's about, really? About 60. What's her name? Uh, she was married to that guy. Uh, and, and, and he was caught in the backseat with some, uh, guy in California. What was his name? Hugh Grant. Oh, Who Hugh Grant's yes. wife? What's his wife? Yes. Oh, wife. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh my God. You know her? She's so pretty. You know, it's really funny. She's in a new movie and she has oh. like sex scenes and it's directed by her son. You know what I love? This is the pop so culture they come knowledge up, that I just know they, in my head. They come up to Rayo's. She, he gets there first. Hugh Grant? This, yeah, he walks in and I was at the bar there where I was having, gonna have dinner and I grabbed him on the side. I says, listen to me, you, are you kidding me? That thing that you had in the back seat, that he, she, whatever the hell it was, you gotta be kidding me. You have the most beautiful wife in the world. You gotta see his face. Well, like this, and I'm saying to him, you got Elizabeth Hurley and you're jumping in the back seat with this thing, whatever it was. I don't even know if it was a man or a woman or one of those he, she's. I don't know. I don't know. Did he appreciate that? No. And when she walked in, I just says, Miss Hurley, it's an honor. You're one of the most beautiful women in the world. And I meant that she truly is. She, she's, she's, I think she's at least 60 years old. Yeah, I think so. See, what happens with women when they hit 60? They get Tell a little, me. they get a little mentally ill in their brain. They feel as though if they really look good, they maybe only have another 10 year expectancy until things are not going to look the same. So then they start to get stupid and they start to get rid of the, the ones that would bear for them through that and making and helping them to succeed to where they are, whether it be monetary or anything. And then they, they bail out no reason or no rhyme, but it's over. Do you ever hear a story like that? Oh, I hear stories like that all the time. How would you like to have a relationship 23 years helping someone have million dollar houses in Florida? Didn't have a job. So it obviously came for that person. And all of a sudden they say, you know what? It's over. I don't love you anymore. After you put your whole life into that person, you're engaged because you're going to get married. Well, let's get married. Uh, it's too late. And how would you like that person to walk out on you? The feeling that you get is, what the hell? You can't sit down. No, here's the horrible part. Block phones, texts, emails, no phone calls, not answering. But have a scenario um, emotionally distressed from you yelling over the years. Everyone yells. I never ever physically have I ever touched a woman, but emotionally distressed. And then all of a sudden they don't want to answer. They don't want to sit down. And then they close themselves off from all the friends that know the relationship. You know why? Because they don't want people to tell them, what are you doing? Sit down. If you got to go for counseling, this person was there their whole life when you had cancer, raised a million and a half dollars. What would you feel like to take that? Boom. It's like a knife in the heart. No. Yeah. I am the wrong person to ask because I make no effort to date anyone ever. And yeah. so, you know, well, that, uh, I, I hear stories. A, bro- like a broken this, heart like, is a broken heart. A broken heart is a broken heart. Whatever relationship, and I respect all relationships. A broken heart is a broken heart. When you love somebody, truly love somebody, you're able to, to, Whatever the circumstances are, and for someone to tell you, well, when you get older, not a big age difference, 12 years, whatever. When you get older, are you, I'm not going to be your nurse. That That is a heavy statement to make. That's a heavy statement. Right. That's I'm, I've thought that's the problem with dating younger. Well, then, and I'm not saying 12 years is a no, lot. But, no, but me. I mean, look, if I, look, if I date a gal who's 40 years old, 
obviously younger than me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong 35 with 35 years old. Me. I know why they're with me. They're not with me because I look like Errol Flynn. They're with me because I got money. And I know it. But as long as you're having a good time, and I've traveled the world first class, yachts through the Mediterranean, private jets, all over, the trips to Santorini, many, many, the Lake Como, the most beautiful trips in the world. And for some reason... You know, obviously, I'm talking about somebody you know who's sitting close to you, and that's somebody that's in this room, perhaps. Right, and uh, it, it it affects you when you start to weigh out. There's no reason why you couldn't have a conversation. What's wrong? Let's fix it. And to me, it's so horrible to shut down after 23 years, and then oh, aren't you going to take care of my bills? Oh uh, no, you ended the relationship. You ended the engagement. Yeah. Money stop. I'm not going to pay for your that. next relationship. <laughs> I don't, so. I've had, yeah, I, I don't blame you. When, when people get divorced or break up and it's, it, I, I I'm also a lawyer. I don't practice oh, anymore. We, we don't even need yeah, to congratulate I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm a real, but I, but I, I, I get ruthless when things See, I've happen. never been in love except for that one person. I was married once and I had children with another lady and they were all my children, all my name. I take care of everybody. I took care of everybody, but I really never loved their mothers the way I love this person. She got it. She was the only one that could put that spike in the heart. And I think. I think it was maybe I took it for van. I took it for granted that it would never ever break up. But in reality, you know, it could be it could have been fixed. It was nothing. I didn't shoot her. I didn't stab her. I didn't. I didn't hit her. I didn't touch her. So it wasn't something. I am emotional, and she's emotional. She's emotional. She struck me many times in the twenty three years old. She's a fiery person. Screams and yells too. She forgets about that. Never ever. Ever did I put my hands on a woman in my whole life? I mean, I got slapped in the face by me. I said, you happy? Hit me again. If that's me, because I've been slugged so many times, it doesn't affect me. But this is the points of my life that at this later age of my life, I thought everything was squared away. Things are really good financially. Things are getting even better and better. Now's the time when you want to share that with someone to be a soulmate, best friend, and life partner. Right? Yeah. And uh, that's it. So... Obviously, I just I just gave up my my own life right now. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm happy you discussed it. You got you'll just put yourself back out there. Oh, and I'm just going to think of who I'll I, put it out to the who, show. I want someone. I want show. someone who's. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm so selfish. I don't look like. Uh, I don't look like Tom Cruise or. Uh, I don't look like Mr. Handsome Man, but I'm, I have. Look at. I just like. Women that are in good shape, That's women who've been around. I mean, you know, for some reason, I like younger. Don't have to be that young, but I'm younger than me. I, I don't. I don't want a woman my age. That doesn't turn me on. I don't really care about that. Younger is okay. Yeah. Well, I think you know. I'm, I told you before we started. I'm going to try to fix you up with someone. Good, and I I happen to like that gal. Right? I, mean, I happen to like that gal. Something about it's pretty See? cool. I, I have, I have, I, okay. Yeah, and you want to know something right now? If I thought there was any chance of the other one coming back, I wouldn't be talking like this. Okay. But it was so severe. And you know what it is? Chase, how about a grown man crying? And she makes fun of me crying. And she tells other people, oh, he's crying. Yeah, because I'm hurt. And people can't believe one tough cop, tough guy can cry. Yes. One tough cop can cry too. I also could beat the living crap out of anybody, but I also can cry. You're a human being. Well, behind the 
allure, right? Well, even if I even if I have a fight with a guy, I beat the living shit out of him, I I then you can feel so bad and I can say I'm sorry. Yeah. Or if he beats the shit out of me, I would hope he says he's sorry, but it doesn't happen that often. So, well, when you're overseas and bringing a child that was taken home to a mother, I mean that's. You know, and you know what? You know what? Like, you know what could have happened? Like, you know what could have happened? We all could have been locked up, put in jail. And you know what I wanted? I wanted to do the right thing for the parent that the mothers that the mother and the father that had their kids stolen and kidnapped over there in Europe and and in, in Denmark. And there's so many cases. Woman, crazy Eddie's wife, uh, uh, Debbie. She was abused by his daughter. I watched his daughter die. Became an anorexia. Simone. I we used to visit her in the place. When she, this little creep, I'm glad he's dead. And I'll never forget, I grabbed him in his house on East Third Street. He was a Syrian Jewish guy, Crazy Eddie. And I, I went into the house. He was smacking the kids. His wife, I grabbed him by his throat. I smacked him in the face. I said, if you touch your wife or your kids again, I'll come back and I'll beat you into the ground. He called the cops on me, of course. And then basically I was at the funeral for his daughter, Simone, who he killed with all his crap. And she became an anorexia. And I'm at the synagogue. And I'll never forget, they brought him in with chains, the marshals, and he stands up and he yells, he's got a gun, he's going to kill me. And I just look at him and I go like this, you are shameful, man. You are shameful. Like your own daughter's funeral. This is the characters that I deal with in my life. And I try to help people. And that's what I'm all about, helping people. Where I'm going to share the link to your website. Everyone needs, and you, I mean, I'm glad that that's what got you to do this interview. I mean it. If I need to hire someone, you are the only call. I'd like make, to come back honestly. one day, David, and that invitation will be there for Rails. And what we'll do is maybe we'll I'm, get, I'm ready. Maybe we'll get Andy to come with us. He said he wanted to come and you mind, you don't mind being with him, right? Uh, let's bring Andy. You can bring Ryan Seacrest. Oh, I love Ryan. So we get, hey, I, I always put together, I very, I put together very eclectic tables, like with Leo, like chairmans of the board of major corporations. Jack Welch used to be there with Ken Langone. I mean, you, you, Joe Grano, Grasso, every famous person, every actor, Bruce Willis with Demi Moore when she was pregnant with one, I think with they, uh, her Rumor. young daughter there. And, uh, <laughs> We've had so many. The greatest actor in the world. You're going to ask me that question. De Niro? No. And greatest human being, too. Leo? No. Danzel Washington. The classiest family, beautiful man in the world. Great actor, but human being. He does so much for so many charities. I... Love. He was in my movie. I did. I produced a called the Bone Collector. I yeah. did the movie The Bone Collector with. Da, uh, uh, he played the the, the uh, paraplegic with Angeline Jolie. Very lovely lady too. She's been up to dinner with me half a dozen times. Lovely lady. But Danzel Washington. I'll say it to anybody. I like. It. I love Al Pacino. De Niro's a little bit of a dickhead, uh, but uh, Pacino I really like. But you know, of course I love. Uh, I love uh, uh, Leo, Leo. But. Danzel Washington is my well, choice. Well, you were just Godfather of Harlem. Another role for you. Oh, yeah. Well, that other, Forrest Whitaker yeah. is very, very, very nice man. We're supposed to do the fourth season if these writers ever stop these stupid strikes. So. Forrest is great, though. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great. I played Tommy Lucchese. Did you watch it? Yeah. Season three. Yeah. They cut these fingers off. They go back. You've so many good actors. 
You will come back anytime. Oh, thank you. And I, I appreciate this. I'm sorry you got mixed up in all of this Real Housewives well, of New we Jersey. We wouldn't mess. be together if I didn't get mixed up. We so. would not be karma. together. It is karma. We were destined to meet. I said, I need to get you on my show because there's so much being said about you out there and I needed to hear it directly from you. And you know what I'd like you to do? Yes. When you post that stuff out and just in it, just say at the end of the segment, he talks about his actual job. No, he talks about his breakup. I don't really care. I'm at a point right now. That's the fact. And what I said. And you want to put it out to the world that you're single too. Yeah. And I, I mean, you can put that on the, you blow it out there. Okay. Bo talks about his life. And at the end, he gets emotional about a 23 year breakup where someone tells him, I don't love you anymore. It's over and walks out the door. It's hard. Yeah. But we're going to pick ourselves up. Dust ourselves off. We're going to have a drink. And I'd like to meet that lady, too. You hook okay, it up. Okay. I'm going to make it happen, for real. Does she live out there where we are in the Hamptons? New York and West Palm. But okay. stays with me when she comes to the Hamptons. Really? So cool. Sag Harbor, Southampton. It's not there, that far. Man, right. I'm always over there because, like I said, my partner. I uh, the tour, like Tuto. Tuto, 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 the guy. Okay. I like Le, I like. Sydney. I like Stevie Wickoff. Is my not friend. my ex partner, the real estate guy, was my partner. Not everyone loves Le Bibliothèque. Well, I tell you what, they, they they've overdone it now. It's now pain in the ass. Now Jack yes. Morris is opening up the old American Legion Hall over there. The old American yes. Legion place. Jack's got a real uh, sad uh, kitchen. A real, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Michelin star, Michelin star yep, a I chef heard. in there. That's my partner, Jack Morris. He owns the Hard Rock Casino in uh, Atlantic City. He's a great guy. He's my best friend. And uh, he uh, he's opening that up. This is a cat that I put that whole deal together with Jim Allen. The whole Hard Rock uh, Casino deal I put together. We like that. With Jack. And uh, man, I've had an interesting freaking life. Yeah, man. you have. <laughs> That's also why I wanted to talk to you because I'm like I don't know if people realize all these things that you've and done. And then when it and when it, when I when I get when I get when I get described as the Housewives of New Jersey, a Louis private investigator, there's a little bit more substance to both deal. There's. That's what I said. I'm like, do people realize this? I just thought it was funny that it's on your Wikipedia page and it just happened like two days ago. I like, can't believe that. How could they put that on without me doing it? I have no idea. But like, I mean, I literally, I had to read it twice and I'm like, they're referencing another cast member. I'm like, how wow. is this possible? I, I this will, now, I be, I, this like will the, now be part of your legacy. Well, I'm going to find out how people could go and put what they want on my page. Yeah. I thought I had to do that. I honestly don't know how Wiki works either wiki dicky i think if someone puts it there then if it's not factual you could challenge it but i know there's a lot of things well the alleged word in there gives them that option yeah and in reality the alleged word i'm fine with that because it was alleged and it's not true so it's simple well tell louis i said hello when you speak to him have you had him on your show no i would like to yeah i really would like to you should have both of them on. Yeah. I would like to have both of them on. There's, he's another one. There's a lot of things I think that are said about him that are not. He's, you know, he should. He's do- a he's a he's a guy. You know, with 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 his son. He's a very great father. Takes care of his son. I'm going to tell this about Louis. Yeah, a great father, and he likes to help people, and he does that. Uh, 
what does he do the, the, the mentoring like mentoring for people becoming famous and I mean look at when you become famous overnight you know there's a lot of uh, hound dogs Mike Tyson I locked up when he was 13 years old when I was a detective Mike Tyson I used to do his security in Bernardsville when he was married to his wife and his mother-in-law I say that as a joke but I mean I I've been around all of them I've been around all of them. I love Mike Tyson. I don't like him. I get a call from Eddie Mustafa, the former light, light heavyweight champion of the world. I used to take him in the car when I was a young cop with his mother when he won the Golden Gloves. I would go box in Stone Hill, uh, Stone, uh, Stone Avenue Boxing Club. The only white guy, all the black guys want to beat the shit out of me when I was in the day. I used to box with all of them. I had so much respect for the kids growing up, and I still do, because they're the real victims. Some of them make it out in sports, somehow, and they look at these gangsters on the street with the guns, and they see the money, and they think that's the way they go. There's so much more for these kids. That was one of the other reasons I wanted to run for mayor. I wanted to do a mentoring thing with cops where I'd pay them overtime to open up schools at night to bring kids in there and show them different trades. There's so many things I wanted to do to help these kids in New York City, and I'm not really happy when I'm seeing what's going on with Eric. Eric's my friend. And I just hope Eric comes out of this, whatever void he's in. There's so many things. It's so important that you really, really help people. Imagine Potato is the mayor of New York. I'd no, be, I'd but I be, think you'd be great. I'd be out there. I'd be in classrooms. I'd be all over the place. The homeless situation. I would then you go would before the city council. Up. I'd go before the, the, the legislature and say, look it. And I'd have families of victims up there every week saying, please, Bail reform, please. This is what we have to save our city. And that gun control. The 21,000 people were killed last year across this country by small firearms. Of the 21,000, 90% of them were black-on-black crime with the small guns. Active shooters, 720 people killed with the active shooter. That that means there were over 20,000 that you don't hear about. People don't care about the six to 700 that I talked about on Fox News. Every year in Chicago, that's where Obama was from. Why didn't he care about it? Why does nobody care about the poor black people that are being killed in Chicago every day, every year? Why? Oh, it doesn't fit the scenario. The only scenario fits if a cop has a problem. Everybody jumps on. Something is wrong with that formula. Something has to change because we're going to implode if we keep going like this, right? I really believe you're that. a nice man, Dave. I like you. Am I? You yeah. feel a good vibe from me? I got a great okay. vibe from you, man. You're a cool guy. I appreciate you doing my show. I, I do. Thank you, you know, I didn't expect to hear right back from you, so not to put myself down because this is a big Oh, you said it. Show. I told you when you said to me, Bo, I watched everything. I know what you're all about. And you said, if I was to hire someone, yeah. that's how I got here. Because when you said that, I said, he must have really know. Who I am. And, you know, let's, uh, my long life that I have left, hopefully, I might be hiring you at some yeah. point. There's a lot going on legal over here stuff. behind the Velvet Only Rome. legal stuff. Oh, oh, that's all I want. I want, when I want an answer for something legal, you are the one I'm going to call. So yeah. I appreciate it. And thank you very much. I'll share my, your information with everyone. And I really appreciate yeah. this chat. And I hope, uh, Miss Margot, I hope her new life, her new bow, whatever you're doing, I hope you're happy. And, uh, That's it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, 
subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.